Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. All right, it's time for the Ministry to Parents podcast. Hope everybody's doing great out there. This is the podcast that helps church leaders build a ministry to parents. I'm Jeremy Lee. And I'm Elizabeth Lee, and this is episode number 20. And today we are wrapping up a four-part series on how to build a support team for church leaders. The first episode, episode 17, was what is a support team? Yep. Then we followed that up with, why do I need one? Yes. And then we got real practical, which is how to build one. Love it. And then today we finish it off with the obstacles that keep us yeah. from getting it done. Another word can be objections. I object. I, I object. legally blonde. I object. Because anytime <laughs> something new comes into our lives uh, that especially is potentially healthy and beautiful and helps us grow, we have this it this part of us that wants to kind of oppose it because it, we might be scared or and 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 we just want to resist and we want to get past that today so if i were going to ask you jeremy what's one obstacle we take turns sure let's go what's, back and what, forth yeah what's one of yours money uh, we kind of hinted at it in the last episode for me that was the biggest one i was like well i yeah if if and and i would say this as you're making your list of support team of what you're dreaming about don't let money be an obstacle while you're dreaming but then when you go to actually bring it to real life you're like oh my goodness this is gonna cost like a lot of cash so much and for me it uh, there there was a reality to it i had to prioritize because uh, for some of the things i wanted and needed they were actual paid services i couldn't think of a way to get it for free so what i had to do was say okay then god i need you to provide what i need to be able to make this happen and i'm going to be patient until then so i kept the kept it the blank on my uh on my support team list but i just was going to pray and wait on god to provide but when he provided i was going to be faithful to do it the next thing i did was i like you had said use the internet uh, man, I jumped all over. There's so much free stuff out there. Uh, so when it came to, I bought books. Well, let's be honest. I listen to podcasts. Yeah. You read books. <laughs> uh, but uh, I went and tried to find it on the internet in, in a lot of ways I could. And then there were just ways that maybe uh, I skipped the paid piece and I found friends who uh, could support. And I just asked, I was willing to just ask, would you please be willing to meet with me? Or, uh, I, I, you know, you just have to get creative. But there is, when you are focused on this, you can find ways around the money piece. Mm-hmm. Hack it. I like to use the term hack, hack it. it. Yeah, hack it. All right, so what's yours? Um, I would say probably the biggest one, the obstacle for me or objection was that uh, I had to invite people in. It was vulnerable. And so uh, because of that, um, it's just easier to live in isolation. And, but to dig deeper, like what is underlying that, I would say, would be shame. You know how you kind of have to dig deep, like what, why am I feeling so exposed? Why does vulnerability bother me? I would dig deeper. It would be shame. And I would say that would be my biggest obstacle to asking people to be on a support team is uh, – I just felt not enough. And one of the people on my support team today is a guy named Dr. Kurt Thompson. I've not met him, but he wrote The Soul of Shame. And it's a book that I have worked through. Um, uh, God has, again, just used similar to Henry Nowen's book, The Inner Voice of Love. He's just used it to transform my life. And he writes about shame. And he says um, on page 17 in his book from Soul of Shame, he says, shame is not something we fix. 
in the privacy of our mental processes, meaning we can't do it alone if we just kind of think through it and push through it. He says, evil would love for us to believe that to be so, but we combat shame within the context of conversation. See, that requires people, prayer, and other communal embodied actions, meaning in order, so it's like I thought about, I need community uh, to be set free, but shame keeps me from community. So which comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they battle against each other. I need community to be able to work through my shame on issues. You know, I need community being support team. I need these people to work through my shame, but it's my shame that keeps me from them. Mm. You know? Yes. So I think that was that was a big obstacle for me. So I had to start small. Uh, reading Dr. Kurt Thompson's book, um, beginning to look for what it meant to have safe people. Just one person that I began to trust my gut, my intuition, okay, I'm going to step in. And there were times where discovered this person wasn't safe. This person was. And so then I pivoted, like you said, uh, you, you tweak the list a little bit every year. You tweak it and go, okay, going to tweak it for the next year. Who, who's on this? And, and it's just trial and error, mm. you know? So that's one of the things I would say is uh, navigating shame would have been an obstacle for me. Mm. Uh, an obstacle for me was fear and pride. Uh, fear is just a constant companion that I that I want to try to get away uh, a lot in my life. Uh, but, you know, there would be things where I knew I needed. And when I was honest with myself about listing them for Team Jeremy, uh, I did, I was just scared. I was either scared. Like, uh, one of them I can think of was the nutritionist. I was like, uh, that's very uncomfortable for me. Uh, it, it, it's one of my weakest places and I, and I just struggle so much. And I, and I just, I, I'm just so scared to invite someone in there. Cause that means I have to deal with it. Um, and so it was fear and it was overcoming that fear um, and, you know, so I had to practice what other people on Team Jeremy had taught me, which was to uh, to tackle a fear. You know, I had to, first of all, name it. And then I had to uh, play myself down the road of if I don't address it, where do I end up? And then kind of put myself in that place of, okay, I don't want to end up there. And so fear is really my heart telling me to plan and prepare. So how do I plan and prepare to not have to go uh, where, uh, you know, where this is leading if I if I don't address this. And then just uh, five seconds of courage, which is what I've learned um, how, to, how to deal with fear. You just got to find those five seconds of courage. So I promise I was outside of that nutritionist office. They called me back to the back, it, and there was about 30 seconds of courage of walking down that hallway and just sitting down. And you know what I've discovered is that a lot of the things that I was scared to do and, and, and put myself in, positions put myself in, I it it uh it wasn't that big a deal <laughs> it wasn't that scary <laughs> and isn't that just how it works out um mm-hmm. and uh so that for me was a big one and then pride uh, was another one which is ultimately uh just mad at myself that i needed to, to that i couldn't fix this part of me uh just mad just thought you know man i should be able to do this i i'm i'm this person or i've done this and i've i uh, people look up to me for this and, and I can't do this. Mm-hmm. You see that, that, uh, that script that rolls in my head, which is nothing but pride. Mm-hmm. And so I had to just say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, buddy, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to, you will not progress anywhere in this area 
by yourself anymore. You've tried. You've tried for years. You've tried for decades. And it's not, you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. The only way, the only way forward is to allow God to bring someone in to, to support. Mm-hmm. So I had to get past fear and pride. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's That's next good. on your list? Um, my, the next one for me, uh, I'll have backstory. I'm an Enneagram four wing three. And as I've been learning how to surrender that wing three, um, which is a love for excellence. Uh, one of the things that kept me from, uh, the support team was that I, I didn't like acknowledging that I wasn't good at something that I, mm. I uh, that I, cause when you love excellence, you want to pursue the things you're really great at and you just want to, you know, the old, there's an old saying, it's like focus on your strengths and, and hire people who can cover the weaknesses and work together as a team. And, and I get that. And I, you know, played sports, I loved sports, but you never wanted to be the weakest athlete on the team, right? You didn't want to be the weakest link in the, in the athletic world. And, and so that, that mindset got in me just in life in general, which is, I just don't want to be weak at something. So let me just focus on the things I'm great at. But when you need a support team, it's the places you need support. (laughs) Mm. And so it forced me to face the places where I needed to grow. And so therefore I had to accept I'm not excellent and it's okay actually to be able to to check that to be able to surrender that and say it doesn't have to be excellent it's okay for me to um uh grow and this is a silly it's not a silly example but it's something small for me that actually meant a lot was one of the places that I wanted to grow was just as an artist um I didn't grow up um in a, in a school or culture that honored the arts it was more math and science and so I found myself uh, in my mid-30s going I want to discover uh what it looks like um to paint and just discover the different types of acrylic and oil and so for a season I went to all kind of painting classes (laughs) I mean wherever it was in Nashville or in the local surrounding areas I would go to all kind and 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 what I quickly learned is I would I would paint something and one time I had a a teacher say I'm not really sure what it is you're painting you know (laughs) (laughs) and I was like I don't know either but I just needed to put myself in environments where I wasn't excellent that I need it was the growth mindset that we've talked about in the other episodes but it was an obstacle for me because I didn't want to go in and and uh, not be great at it. And I didn't want to have to expose that I needed to learn something new. But at the same time, it's where I found my creativity. I learned I'm not very good with painting, but that's okay. It's sometimes I just need to be able to use my hands to be able to go use my creativity in my writing or in my speaking. But I still use the art, but it's just in a different way. It doesn't need to be excellent. And uh, that support team really helped me figure that out. It was a process. Hmm. Well, uh, the last one for me is uh, I struggled with how to ask people, like the actual words, like, uh, you know, I want to ask someone to be on my support. Because the easiest thing is to pay someone to be on my support team. (laughs) When I I paid a counselor or when I paid the nutritionist or when I paid these, I mean, that's easy. But like we said, there's there's a limit to money. Uh, and but that's very transactional it's kind of like yes you kind of have to help me because I'm paying you to help me that's not that's a little less vulnerable the harder part is when I open myself up to potential rejection and I'm asking someone to do something and they're not getting paid for it 
And so uh, this would be like asking a mentor to meet with me or to asking a friend to be my fun friend or to asking a friend to be my uh, my long distance friend. Hey, would can we do a weekly phone call? Is that possible or even a monthly phone call? And so I'm going to give you some words that you can potentially use. Um, you can say, uh, hey, Tim, we've known each other a long time and I really trust you to listen. Would you mind if I call you from time to time to get your feedback on complicated issues that I'm going through? Just something as simple as that. Or to say, hey, Jim, I have appreciated the balanced feedback you've given me about my skills and development. Obviously, I'm, I've, these are written down. I'm reading them <laughs> but, uh, here at the university. And I would like to ask you if I could depend on you in the future to help me think strategically. Now, these are all very flowery, but you're basically putting yourself out there. And then you're saying, hey, um, would you? But what I love about this, there's a specific ask. You know, hey, um, may I do this from time to time? Or uh, is there a time? Like I have people ask me if they can meet with me. Sometimes I can say yes. Sometimes I can't. Um, but when I, uh, but when they say I can't, I, you can follow up by saying, "Oh yeah, I completely understand." Um, would you? But do you have some resources you could recommend where I could grow in this area and kind of ask for that other uh, direction? Can you refer me to the next person or the next resource that can help me? Um, here's the deal. You can't build a support team without being willing to face a little bit of rejection. And uh, that's the price to pay to get that beautiful and wonderful support that gives you the strength that you need to keep going on. And I, and I put a caveat on that, that, Use your discernment on the people you need to ask and the people you don't. There are some people you don't need to have a formal conversation with and ask them to be on your team. And that's each to his own. Like you'll have to ask yourself, is this someone I need to speak to or is this someone that I don't? Like you just need to use your own discernment there. Sure. Um, so to recap, the obstacles we've talked about today is one is budget. Another is shame, another is pride, another is um, the fear of uh, not being good at something, and then last is how to ask and if you should ask. So these are just a few of our obstacles that we've talked about today, and now it's just a time for you to go, you know, if you're driving or, or you're uh, working outside in the garden or whatever you got going on, um, just say, hey, what is it that keeps me from stepping into thinking about a support team, stepping in to even begin to kind of list it out on paper. What keeps me from doing that? Spend some time thinking about what your objections are to the idea. And when it comes time to, uh, to think through this exercise, if you're an M2P member, we've got a resource for you. It's a reflective guide that's kind of already laid out for you. Um, and if you, uh, aren't an M2P member, that's okay. Just go back to the last episode, episode 19. We lay it out for you really well. Um, I want to remind all of you that are listening, if you haven't had a chance to experience what we, the way we help churches at Ministry to Parents, you can go to ministrytoparents.com forward slash free. And when you do that, uh, you get a couple of free parenting videos, a couple of free handouts, and that gives you a chance to kind of experience the way we help your church because uh, we have a ton that we love to, to do when we partner with churches. And if you're listening this 
if you're listening to this in real time, uh, this is the week of Christmas. And Jeremy and I just want to say Merry Christmas to you. We are so thankful to have the privilege of being able to j- somehow be a part of your journey and your story, even if it's far away, because we haven't most likely met you. But we're just thankful to have a chance to be a part of your story and your journey. And we just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And thank you for joining in. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. And we'll see you next episode as we kick off a new series. You've been listening to the M2P podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.